Welcome to Classic Comics Cavalcade. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Amir Malikpour. And today we are going to talk about New Gods number 10, Earth the Doomed Dimension from August, September 1972. I love this cover, Amir. That's right, yeah. First thing I wrote down, great cover. If I had to own any issue, it would have been this before reading any comics because it's the best looking cover. There's just so much going on on that cover. Yeah, the background even, like, I actually noted there's another panel where, like, you know, the bugs are, you know, scaling the buildings. It reminds you of the Oryx and Lord of the Rings, the movie. Yeah. Like, they're scaling the building up, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's got that same kind of it, just grandeur to it, too. It's just the, the battle's just enormous. It's taking in everything all around it. Yeah, and it, it reminds me of a lot of the, the war comics that he drew. You know how, like, the face of uh, Mantis is, like, pointing, you know? I've seen that in, like, regular soldier face. Reminds me of uh, later on um, Frank Miller's um, 300. I think there's a scene that he might have actually taken from this. It's amazing. A lot of stuff, a lot of great stuff on here on this page, on this cover. Love that look on Orion's face, too. He is a man ready for battle. Yeah. And he's killing a little poor bug. <laughs> <laughs> I know the bug looks terrified. Like, what did I get myself into? Yeah. <laughs> Why did I follow this crazy mantis guy? Yeah. I feel like we've said this for every week we've done this pod, but this issue starts with so much energy. Yeah. You know, you got... Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was just saying it, it, it starts out with energy, um, literally, with like mantis showing up into the bugs building or bugs uh living area and it's uh i have a i think this beginning part i have a lot to say about it from a political standpoint oh please i want to hear that so um i feel that this is very similar to not political but war wise or like um when there are two factions fighting one of the factions is trying to recruit from within the enemies, like the weakness of the enemy, you know, mm-hmm. trying to figure out and rise up like rebels within that. Like, for example, well, in this case, um, Darkseid's lieutenant, which is Mantis, is trying to recruit people who are disenfranchised with New Genesis, kind of mm-hmm. like rebels. That's what a lot of, when you go to war, a lot of uh, like two countries go to war or any two entities you try to get rebels within like the weakness within the other country or entities system. And so this is really interesting how Mantis is representing the evil that's igniting and motivating the poor within the society, within the new Genesis society. Like for example, uh, and I don't know too much about history, but they always say like the reason Rome, Rome fell from within Rome Mm -hmm. was like for hundreds of years, was the most powerful nation in the world and it started to crumble within when it stopped start stopped paying attention to the poor and the, and its own citizens so it really started to implode from within where the enemies can 
you know, get people who are in so much pain, for example, the bugs in this case, the forgotten lower class of the new gods, given new hope by the new evil dark side. In fact, dark, they're already in hell. Bugs are, they're already being treated like less than, like horribly. So might as well team up with dark side who isn't really that much, the apocalypse is not that much different than what, what the bugs are going through right now. So they're siding with Mantis. And uh, also one other note, really quick note, I did a little quick um, research on World War II. During World War II, the, the Axis, specifically Germany, was trying to recruit Saudi Arabia and Africa in order to get on their side. And actually prior to 1939, before the World War II breakout, Saudi Arabia was actually for a brief time in, on the side of the Germans. And then they sided with, wow. uh, with the allies. But, but yeah, that's whole, that whole Lawrence of Arabia thing where they sided with the allies. But it's just interesting how, um, you know, you try to get the forgotten, you know, forgotten class to on your side. Yeah. And that's what's going on here. That's my view of this whole issue. <laughs> that's a really interesting insight because they are literally like the ground crawlers. They are the lowest of the low. They are living in the dirt on this planet uh, on um, New Genesis and they're being gassed. They're being attacked. Yeah. And finally here's someone who says, you know, we may be completely flawed, but I'm going to give you salva salvation. Follow us yeah. to victory. Yeah, and they don't even know that. They're all like, well, they're going to help us win. Mm -hmm. He's so impressive. Look at him. Look at his costume and look at the way he came on. Look how big he is, you know, all that stuff. And we hate New Genesis. They treat us like crap. Literally. I mean, all yeah. these gods, celestials. Literally like crap. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's an interesting uh, juxtaposition between page four with Mantis flying off to lead them into battle, and then page five with uh, Forger running away from the bakery shop. Yeah, I feel like this is kind of like... Uh, comedy a little comedy page that kirby puts in there and it also reminds me of um again the lower class it kind of reminds me of uh dickens mm -hmm. uh this this type of scene happened a lot where like the poor again like that was a uh, charles dickens oftentimes was a criticism of that society where like they're the haves and the have-nots and the poor had to like you know fagin and they had to steal and things like that yeah, he literally is a forager, right? So he's going to yeah. steal whatever he can to keep himself and his tribe alive. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, yeah, this scene of him being chased on page six really feels like something out of Dickens because there's all these people who are dressed very nicely. Yeah. The, the New Yorkers of that time period all wearing suits and fancy dresses. Yeah. And there's this guy who, this kid, as they call him, who's just mm -hmm. kind of scampering away. Um, yeah, it... it it really feels like he's this lower class being in the middle of this upper class life. It, it actually feels like those movies, like from the forties where like the cops start running after the kid, you know, like Oliver twists, you know, Oliver's running mm -hmm. away and the cops are like, Oh, I almost got him. And then the cop is <laughs> all, you know, that kind of a thing. Uh-huh. Kirby's storytelling is gorgeous through this whole sequence when he's climbing that building and you get all these forced perspectives on his face. Yeah. and his uh, body and you just feel like he's 
you really get a sense of like vertigo as he's climbing the side of that building, mm -hmm. as the nets are thrown down at him. It, and, and the way Kirby uses the open-sided panels to really accentuate these moments of power and kind of, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, events, right? Mm -hmm. So when he captures him in the net, when the police capture Forager in the net, he has that specifically an open panel with just a white background because that really just accentuates that moment. Got him! Snap! Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it, the yeah. way he tells the story is so wonderful. Yeah. No, I think it's interesting. The only thing is, like, if he's a celestial, how is he getting caught so easily by the cops? I don't know. As it, you know, because last issue was, he was he, you're not one of us, you're I don't know, you would think that Bug is a little bit harder to, he'd be like Orion, you know? Well, he's caught, but we'll soon see that he, it doesn't really matter to him anyway. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, yeah, it's true. He is captured kind of easily, but maybe he thinks, whatever, I'll take. This is a kid's comic book after all. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dave Lincoln looks so classy with his cigar there, too. He's just, he's. Um, basically talking about how futile it is to, to be able to keep the new gods in, or to keep Orion and uh, Light Ray in prison with him. So um, it kind of gets to be a police procedural in the middle of everything. Yeah. The DA, district attorney, I'm in charge now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm in. Mason Hartwell. I love this line, this invisible war between apocalypse and new genesis is not a minor league affair. Yeah. I like the part where he, I think it's on the page nine. Oh no, maybe it's a little bit later. Maybe it's on page 11. Um, I think he mentions like, hey, like I'm gonna have to interview this dark side to get his side of the story. <laughs> right. So okay, all right, you do that. That's what Orion said. You do that, but before that, let's just let give us control. Yeah, is that so? Well, that's your story. When I run into this dark side, then I'll get his story. Until then, and then of course, until then, you got to trust Light Ray and Orion. So that way, you'll stay alive. Yeah. It's a, until then, if you want to live, just you know, it's just kind of like that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger thing, and then in his movies, like. Come with me if you want to live. You know, it's all like, yeah, live. <laughs> I think one thing I want to mention the previous page, the uh, page uh, 10, panel one and two. I think mm -hmm. that's another comedic type of um, uh, page two, I think. Where the, so, where the bums are like, sitting there talking about the devaluation of the dollar, and yeah, and Mantis comes and comes in his boom tube. I feel like, them. yeah. I know. I feel like um, if in the movies, in the old movies, you would see like a like an al alcoholic drinking bottle, and then he sees something crazy happen. He looks at the bottle. He looks at the thing happening, and then he like he throws the bottle away. Like I'm quitting alcohol. That's what I think this scene is very similar to. Yeah, like a throwback to his favorite thirty style movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually kind of funny in in the this same time frame, uh, Nixon was actually devaluing the dollar. He took the US off the gold standard. So uh, <laughs> it's relevant to the times too. Oh, interesting. I mean, that, that you think that's a call out to it, huh? Yeah, like the readers at the time would see that and say, oh yeah, okay, that's, uh, that's very funny. Mm -hmm. 
So now we get the precursor to the battle as, as we were just talking about. They bring in Forager and Light Ray and Orion are, are basically saying, you know, we understand that you don't believe us, but you're gonna die if you don't believe us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one thing, uh, I don't know if you wanna go to page 13 for yeah. the first interaction. Well, I mean, you see like Mantis and the bugs attacking, which is kind of, it's a cool scene. There isn't much art. I mean, the art's pretty cool. Uh, I like, I always love the faces of Kirby where they're all like, the camera is like in like panel two, page 12. Just wanted to call that out. Like, mm -hmm. I love the, the scary faces of the people. Like the woman, like you only see like a three quarters of her face and everybody's like, ah. It reminds me of like the Silver Surfer issues of Fantastic Four. Mm. It also he, he loves like, to do that. It reminds me of like horror movies too, where like people mm -hmm. are screaming, ah, you know, and then like <laughs> then subsequent parodies or like airplane movies where people are scream screaming and going crazy. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of 1950s and 60s horror and sci-fi movies. This is totally like a scene out of uh if the terror from beyond space or something where oh yeah that's right that's everyone's exactly. running away in fear and the police are shooting their guns hoping they can defeat this thing they have no way of defeating yeah that's exactly what that is yeah they're literally bringing a, a knife to a gunfight kind of thing mm -hmm. and then the next page again like transition out out of all that mayhem into this uh just like we've talked about in the previous issues where it transitions in the middle of the page Mm -hmm. that's where it says like and orion's first line is you called me by name and then uh um lighter is all like you a lowly new genesis bug so yeah they tore it down on this guy mm -hmm. yeah and it looks like from the first when orion looks at him he's like flipping his head around like like he wasn't making eye contact at all all of a sudden the guy calls him by name he's like wait a minute he, he you're not just a lowly bug? Well, no, I, I got it as like, how dare you call me by my phone? Oh, yeah, like he's offended by it, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe, I don't know, I could be wrong. I, I'd like to look at it that way because I'm very cynical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I've been thinking of them. Um, I really have been, I think hip, New Genesis folks are pretty hypocritical. Yes. That was the only thing I was thinking. And so, and then like, I thought that's what I looked at it. And the other thing that came to my mind, one of the notes that I wrote that, that Orion thinks that, like their own kind, uh, the bugs, I mean, I don't know if they're their own kind, but the people who coexist with them in their own society, he thinks of them as lower as human beings. Because he never said that to a human being. He never said that to Lincoln mm -hmm. or Claudia, like, hey, don't call me my first name, call me a celestial or something. But he feels like he can say this to the bugs because they're lower than them, even though they live and coexist in the same, I guess, planet or whatever. They are the lowest of the low. Yeah. yeah. Even lower than humans. <laughs> even lower humans than humans. Yeah. In the pecking order, they're just, they're not even worth considering. They're, they're just a pest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's something very important about him taking his his helmet off too, Forager, and showing his actual face. There's something significant in the fact he has a human face. We haven't really seen that. I guess it's implied since the creatures uh, Mantis leads are 
Well, they've got some of them have human faces, don't they? Hmm. But he's also uh he's also um a celestial though, right? Because um, yeah, he's secretly a celestial. Yeah. Well, he Although, tells them there's um um. Oh, I guess you're right. I thought he's he actually. So he says, "I'm an eternal. I am one of you." He, and yeah. then and then Light Rail says, "Orion, he speaks the truth." Mm-hmm. So or or um, Light Rail does recognize him as some as a celestial. How does he know he speaks the truth? There's something about his face, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to fight. They get in. <laughs> They're like, "Yay, let's go!" The, the arms are like that. Don't waste time stewing about it, Hartwell. They weren't kidding. This town is in for some trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, in the comic, um, you flip the page, and there's a direct currents page, which was DC's hype page at the time, and they mentioned two new Kirby books: Commandy, the Last Boy on Earth, and The Demon. Oh, um, wow. So the demon comes out, I think, just a week or two after this issue of New Gods. So it would have come out, may have actually come out the same day. Let me check my reference on that. But talk about the battle. I'll get back to that. Although, actually, that's a, I don't know if you don't mind uh, having a segue, but do you know if the of this, from a sales perspective, which one of the books sold the most? I don't. Um, I know Mr. Miracle's the book that survived the longest. That's right, so yeah. I'm gonna guess it was that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that for sure. But yeah, uh, so, okay, I guess I can go into the battle one. Um, so um, they zoom or they boom tube out and Hartwell is all like, Lincoln, this is on you. If I don't get them, I'm gonna get you, you know. And then um, they go on a building and they and uh, they start the battle like three on three on thousands. But right off the thousands, bat, yeah. Orion is battling Mantis and just bitch slaps him and like pimp slaps him in the face. <laughs> um, the demon debuted a week after New God's Ten. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, and, and immediately the battle is on. They boom tube, o- boom tube over, and um, it's another one of these amazing Kirby fierce battles. That mm-hmm. full page on page sixteen is just awesome. That's a great page. Yeah, Orion and Mantis look like these titans on top of everything else. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they could be 20 feet tall, and I guess it's kind of symbolic because of the importance of the battle they're having. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like um, uh, Forager is getting the uh, worst of it because he's battling like a thousand people and all Orion needs to fight is just Mantis. Consider Forager's, Forager's position there too, right? He was one of the bugs. Yeah, he was the yeah. chief food gatherer for the bugs. Like, he was their hero. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly he has to oppose them in battle. So they feel betrayed. He feels angry. There's this really interesting subcurrent where um, the interaction between him and the rest of the bugs is really fraught with all this complexity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, he's technically he's even trying to persuade them too. There's no victory in this for you. Mantis is using you as tools. Mm-hmm. And he's called a traitor. I mean, like he he's like got this whole complex battle he needs to fight at the, all at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's physical, it's emotional, it's political. Like this poor guy is totally trapped in the middle of everything. And in that way, he is like another one of the celestials because he's caught in the middle um, in a way that ordinary people just can't quite relate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then at the same time, Light Rail can't get his hands dirty, but he can scheme mm-hmm. like a general. And I think that's so cool that he comes up with the ability to defeat them. Yeah. It's interesting how um, the leaders of each side, both Dark Side and um, you know the New Genesis, they don't like to get their hands dirty. They're schemers. I mean, Light Rail is on the good side. I mean, I'm rooting yeah. for him, but it's Light, Orion has no problem getting his hands dirty. Yeah, but he's not really part of either one. He's a. You're I'm right. Oh he's yeah. A, he's a he's a he's a fighter. He's not a leader. I see where you're going with this. So it's um, the true members of New Genesis um, don't want to get in the middle of these battles. Yeah. They want to be above them in some way. Mm-hmm. Or they don't. It's not their nature. It's, it's easier mm-hmm. to, you know, think of yourself as good when you don't fight. I mean, I don't think Kirby is not saying that. Kirby is actually spouting the virtues of, you know, peacefulness and pa- being a pacifist, but but New Genesis, they're not pacifists. They just don't get their hands dirty. But I don't think Kirby's saying that I'm saying it. I just think there's a lot more depth to this than that one would see. Yeah. What's well, a war they're forced to fight too. Yeah, yeah. So it is a little like, you know, the bombing of Pearl Harbor and that like once Earth is invaded, then they have to do something to protect us because they yeah. need to beat back Dark Side's plans, you know? You gotta mm-hmm. push you got to push Hitler out of Poland. Yeah, yeah. And so I think he does it the right way, and he tries to find a sonic type of a solution to this. And then on page 19, panel one, mm-hmm. that's the part, again, like the orc scaling the you know, in Lord of the Rings. I just, I love that. It's such a spectacular panel. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so Kirby. There's just so mm-hmm. much going on there, and it's all this intense battle. Mm-hmm. This whole mm-hmm. page is spectacular. Yeah. With a police officer fighting the bug and then Orion and Mantis in this incredibly pitched battle. Mm-hmm. One of the, one thing, I was actually watching an interview uh, with um, Amanda Connor and uh, gosh, her partner. Jimmy Palmiotti. Jimmy Palmiotti. And they're talking about Kirby whenever he didn't want to draw big armies he would just put the guy's face right in the panel oh and I love it I love that I, I love like for example if you go to like you just he just fills up the panel so he doesn't have to like like if you go to the next page you'll see like uh, panel uh, page uh, 20 panel 3 mm-hmm. just a big old guy like boom like poof like he's so foul. Right yeah yeah I don't feel cheated by that at all. Do you? No, I never feel cheated by Kirby. Yeah. The thing is, like, he, he has the establishing shot 
of everyone climbing the buildings and everything. And then he's able to like cut in like a, like a movie and show mm -hmm. these individual slices of it, mm -hmm. which you already know are part of the bigger battle. So he's like, depending on his great skills to not have to flesh everything out. Mm -hmm. You know, too, he doesn't have like, he doesn't have backgrounds on any panel in this two page sequence, except for the first one, because your mind is already filling that stuff in. Yeah. And I like the speed lines he put in on panel three, where like, it just feels so good. You could, you could fill it out with lines and don't have to see all these things in the background. He, he was such a master. And then we flip over to the next page. Um, and the scene of, of the laser hurting the bug's ears, again, he's only showing a few of them, but he's showing enough where you get a yeah. larger sense of things. I love how the guy's boots are kind of hanging out in the panel while the rest of them's out of the panel. On page 21, panel one. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a good page, yeah. I mean, and then um, I like uh, the ambiguity of it being light rail. I mean, we all should know it's light rail, but it reminds me of, um, there was a, there's a, gosh, I forget the comic. Anyways, um, there's a real old timey 1940s comic that's kind of, uh, I can look for it in a minute, but it reminds me of that ambiguity of like the, the little bolt, like light rail representing that bolt through the sky, mm -hmm. and, like zapping the, um, the characters. If you keep, if you want to just, Talk about this page. I'll go look for it quickly and see if I can. You're not find talking it. about Fletcher Hanks, are you? Fletcher Hanks, exactly. Yes, Fletcher Hanks. That's it. Reminds me of Fletcher Hanks. That's yeah, right. it does. Except you know, uh, except Kirby was a master at Hanks. <laughs> Crazy man. Yeah, yeah. And they all scrambled back into the to the boom tube, um, like like defeated creatures fleeing from a battle like like kirby couldn't portray this any better and yet it's still kind of terrifying because we know they can come back at any time mm -hmm. and reinvade earth mm -hmm. yeah earth lies trouble but free to pursue its own destiny but the mm -hmm. gods are ever near a part of men's lives giant reflections mm -hmm. of the good and evil that men generate within themselves just love that so we know that New Gods ends after the next issue. Do you think he wanted to keep Forger as a character? Because he's gone through a lot of trouble to introduce him and to lay some mystery. Um, you know, I think he wanted to. I mean, I think that a lot of the subtext uh, that we've talked about was something that he was going to put in there. I mean, there is a, I mean, I don't think a lot, it's an accident that there are folks on New Genesis that are treated poorly and among them is Forager. I mean, I could see that, you know, there are elements of that in old fables, um, like the element of exchanging of sons like Orion and, you know, um, you know, gosh, forget his name, but uh, Miracle Man, um, or Mr. Scott Miracle, uh, yeah, it's got free. And then there's also elements of like someone from the poor rising who's a prince, you know, that kind of thing. Like, so there's a lot of elements that I think he tried to put in there. I just don't think he got to see it to fruition because, you know, I think you've mentioned this before that 
his intention was to get other write, other artists and he could just write it, you know? Mm-hmm. Or even getting other writers and artists to develop this and create this whole new universe, you know? Who, what if he would have gotten like Roger Stern type of people or other people that come in and just expanded under his direction, you know, and just create this Kirby verse. We wouldn't have gotten anything as glorious as this, but it would have been really interesting. Yeah. Uh, Earth the Doom Dimension was another great issue. I hate to sound like a broken record. If anyone knows what it was a good one. Anymore. Yeah. Good battles. Cool. Uh, Very intriguing. Uh, Next week, we get New Gods 11, Darkseid, and Sons. Um, A great battle between Orion and Kalibak. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the end of the original series, right? Yep, and we need to uh, figure out what we're going to do after that. Yeah. Oh, thank you.